Aaron? Y- yes? Are you in the right headspace to receive information that could possibly hurt you? Hey, uh, I'm so glad you reached out. I'm actually at capacity slash helping someone who's in a crisis slash dealing with some personal stuff right now. And I don't think I could hold appropriate space for you. Could you connect at a later date or time instead? Slash, do you have someone else you could reach out to? <laughs> Ooh. I love that song with my whole, whole song. Uh, yeah, people get annoyed about hearing it, uh, I guess, because it's like a, a thing to like see it if you can go as long as possible without listening to it. But it's literally the first song on my playlist entitled Christmas. It's like a, it's like a sort of, it's like a, like a, I don't, I mean, I don't, this is crass, but it's like a no nut November, but for like music is the way people right. use they this. Call it, they call it Whamageddon. <laughs> people are, um, I just don't understand people who have the bandwidth to be concerned about these sort of frivolous challenges. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. What are you, what are you doing that you have the time to care about that? Yeah. Like how is your life so boring that, that you have like to, you, you hear, like you go to the mall, you hear last Christmas and you go, Oh, come on. <laughs> Whereas me, I'm like, Oh, this is great. I love this. Yeah. Maybe I they'll play the Jimmy world cover after <laughs> Get a little, little contrast. It's like, um, it's like a delicious sort of, uh, hors d'oeuvre that mixes both the crunchy and the the soft. Right. Well, it's just a deliciously '80s song. It is. It it just sounds like it w- was done on like a Casio keyboard. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like j- that's the only instrument is that Casio keyboard. Yeah. It's doing the drums. It's doing the bass. Right. It's it's like they're like crap. We need to write. We need to record this thing quickly. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like Christmas Eve, and like, oh no, we didn't do a Christmas song. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I just wanted. We started this episode out, um, mocking, uh, a, a very ruthlessly, ruthlessly, callously mocking, a uh, very controversial. Yeah, uh, tweet from Melissa A. Fabello, PhD, and I just wanted to remark that we are we are in no way endorsing people um, verbally or emotionally abusing Melissa A. Fabello, PhD, um, <laughs> and 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 we understand the that this these are templates, but we just also understand they're very poorly written and funny. Yeah. They sound so. like LinkedIn messages. Uh, don't send your friends who are trying to like uh, emotionally empathize with you LinkedIn style messages. Is I would just be concerned if I received a response like this that you had been hacked by an artificial intelligence. Right, exactly. Yeah, I would be like, <laughs> uh-oh, he's, he's become part of the singularity now. Yeah, <laughs> something is wrong here. What do we need to do? I need to find the Terminator. <laughs> Aaron is dead. What has replaced him? <laughs> I think you you shared a, a, a you shared this really good take from the Baffler mm-hmm. that uh, well I mean I assume it's good I've only read the headline and honestly I think it could just be the headline right um, yes but it just says your friends are not HR yeah right which true mm-hmm. it's just I don't know knowledge 
it's been a while um i'm, I'm rusty on my yeah and me this too is, we're here for a for a, a year a 2019 holiday special slash decade retrospective right uh yeah so this is our holiday special uh, oh i'm supposed to do see i forgot i'm supposed to there we go because this is to acknowledge that we're going to move into a separate segment right thing that we're, we're doing to. a little decade in review um by the way if you're one of those people who are like the decade doesn't end until uh 2020 no, i don't God. i don't care i don't care no um why are you the way that you are that's I get that ta- that's how counting works, but that's not how numbers work. Because you wouldn't say, "Whoa, whoa!" You just blew my mind. <laughs> well, you wouldn't say like, "Oh, the best year of the 1990s was the year 2000," right? Because that doesn't make intuitive sense. This isn't even if it's like literally correct or whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, and decades are also arbitrary. Ten-year periods are are arbitrary, so it doesn't matter. Um, but boy, this decade, uh, kind of sucked (laughs) there were there was a lot of promises that were unfulfilled there was a lot of opportunities that were not acted upon like i i'm i've been thinking lately about all of the things that we could have done better you know we could have had uh well i mean for me i would say the biggest failure of this past decade has been the complete and utter failure to do anything about climate change at all um you know we had we had like we had like cap and trade you know and we almost got that that would have been you know a modest starting measure but even that couldn't work out and uh you know the thing is um you know if we had started early the measures would have been more modest and uh kind of easier to stomach but now as we get closer and closer to oblivion the measures are gonna have to be more and more extreme and that's gonna make them less and less palatable so <clears throat> yeah it's, it's a vicious circle setting it up for conflict uh, right which is not not cool the thing the thing about it all is that it um it just seems like the the decade was characterized by um just consistently conceding and being like well i don't know we tried Right, and that's sort of the point of this link to this New Republic article that I put in says, uh, and the quote is, if liberals want to get the next decade right after the previous one in which we repeatedly failed to save the world while telling ourselves we were doing so, we will need to stop nudging and begin fighting. Which is like, yeah, we can't, I mean, we've just been going like, well, uh, fine, I guess, you know, I'll let it slide this time. They're so mean! Right. And and so you know this is why I am endorsing Joe Biden because he's going to work across the aisle uh, with his good friends. We should debate our plans. His good friends uh, on the Republican side, uh, John Q. Um, segregationist, and uh, better than anybody you know, else, David H. Klansman. My state was a slave state. <laughs> uh no i'm yeah i mean we're gonna i i hope that we seize the initiative in 2020 (laughs) Um, yeah and and sort of talk about that later and that i feel like we have a lot of runway in front of us here like the ground is fertile you know oh yeah oh yeah Yeah, there's plenty of room plenty of room for growth Mm -hmm. um we're we're also i think you know aside from all that the probably the the thing that most people are, are most concerned about as far as this decade goes is um 
that we offer a retrospective on our soundboards. Yeah. And we sort of talk about how far we've come, maybe right. some mistakes we think we've made, uh, you know, what we're going to, what maybe what we're going to change. Got the horses in the butt. <laughs> That's staying on there. I know that much. I think that's staying on there. Uh, I, I think I'm going to get, there's one that I have on here that I don't, I don't know if I've ever used it. And it's, mm. and it's, and it's just cows. No, I can definitively say you've never used that. I've never used that one. So I'm actually going to just delete that one right now. Hmm. I do command delete. Bye. Uh, Bye good question. Yeah. Bye cows. I'm trying to see if there are any that I don't think I've used. I have some from video games that I just don't think ma like make sense in the context of the show. Like when would I use that? Yeah, I I mean I've got I've got the Hadouken which I've tried to Hadouken! I've tried I mean I've used it a few times but it doesn't ever seem to quite work out that right cuz we're I just we're not spicy enough for Hadoukens like No, we're not. We're we're really quite boring. <laughs> There's and there's this one that I love, but I know that no one else does, which is Peng, because uh, <laughs> <clears throat> it's a very narrow term. Is it? And I don't so, even know. <laughs> see, Peng, Peng is like a uh, street slang in England. Oh, and uh, it's just you know, unless you are. Uh, familiar with how the youths on the streets in mm -hmm, mm -hmm. London talk, particularly those who are people of color, right? Then uh, it's like a grime kind of thing, mm. and then you're not. I mean, it's like Guan. You know what I mean? Right. What's Guan and Mike? <laughs> What's Guan? <laughs> See, that's like only funny for you and me, but I don't. I know. That's. <laughs> I I adjure you to to right. seek out. Those, See, I think sort of you know I have a lot of good ones. I think you know that I use fairly frequently. Go ahead, sir. You had a question, right? That's, then, that's you know, a good of course, one. of course. Yes, oh. yes, 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 <laughs> yes. I know you love that one. <laughs> and no matter what, there's always one more. I don't right. know what happens every time. It's like magic, right? Uh, obviously, can't get rid of this one because it becomes more useful every day. <laughs> Truly Sad the soundtrack of the decade. Sad, but true. And I'm, obviously, I'm never going to get rid of this one. <laughs> which is puking slash fighting. Right. I may, yeah. I may, th there's some here that are sort of vestigial, mm. um, that were of the time that I'm not sure... How? I want to make sure you keep all the Zizek ones. Well, those are those are staying, right? Are staying. Because because I like you. If not, if not, I will find more to be okay. <laughs> I mean, if you can just make a separate one that's just Zizek, <laughs> just like. a soundboard. Yeah. Um. There, there's this one. Real chicken sandwich from McDonald's, no sauce. To me, I feel it, like that needs to be updated to reference Popeyes. <laughs> And then, then there's, I mean, sadly, I think we, we're not going to be talking about Marianne much in the next coming decade, no, decade. but no. this, I have no comfort food. Yeah. I, I thought about it. that the other day, but like, it's just bizarre still to me, <coughs> but, my, you know, I, fi <coughs> I finished my cough drop. Uh huh. <laughs> so 
you can load another one up. Yeah, I'm going to get another one in the chamber. But yeah, with regards to Marianne, I think... I uh, guess we can close the file on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah see, that's another good one. But the Zizek, um, we're probably going to keep a lot of these Ben Shapiro. My answer is something called science. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah that'll never get done. Uh, Everybody loves private health insurance industry. Not probably, a big surprise. Probably going to look for like a Mayor Pete. Oh, know, yeah. Mayor Pete. Yeah. Municipal Peter one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that to me, that's the best name for him. Civic Peter. <laughs> well, you have your municipal Peter, then you have like your county Peter and your you know, <laughs> Flavius Peterus. Met Metropolitan Peter. <laughs> Metro Peter. Oh no. <laughs> I don't like that one. <laughs> Thinking more and more about it. So understand that we're we're gonna come ne next season two or wait season three is the next one we're already season three season yeah two. season three expect us to come in fresh with some new sounds for your ears we're definitely <laughs> definitely never gonna get rid of and this one I'm gonna I actually promise to use more <laughs> if anything I'm consuming. Far more TikTok every day. Oh God, it's getting worse. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris had to put slow mode on the. Yeah, right <laughs> on the TikTok <laughs> channel. So, by the way, I feel like there are people who listen to this who um haven't joined our Discord server. They they haven't uh joined right. the Good Stuff .fm Patreon. Yeah. Um, and if you do that, we you'll get access you to do that. Yeah, you'll get access to a Discord server where you can just uh just talk drive. with us and shuck and jive and yeah. share things, and it's um it's a it's a fun place. Patreon.com uh, slash good stuff. You can also listen in our uh, uh network overlords, Kyle and Chris, are currently producing a uh Patreon only podcast about how they're planning to overhaul the network uh in future. Um, we haven't received our pink slips yet, but I can only assume that that is coming as a part yeah. of it. <clears throat> I'm preparing for that. I'm I'm uh, I'm saving up, it, fleshing out my resume, updating it, blowing the dust off of it. Yeah, I've just got some new business cards made up. They say professional. You as know, my job title. Just that, though. As part of a gag for uh, my other show, which is called Three Guys, Three Questions uh, a few years ago. As part of a gag for that show, I changed my LinkedIn um, to one of my roles. Like the top headline thing said podcaster. Mm -hmm. oh, and I forgot. A lot of connection requests. <laughs> <laughs> did and a lot I, of people want to join your professional I kept network? I getting like really weird invitations that didn't make any sense to me. And it wasn't until last week that I realized what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been going on for like a couple years then. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just kind of always like, well, that's weird. I mean, you get weird LinkedIn stuff anyways. You know what I mean? So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of. Uh... <laughs> Speaking of LinkedIn, despair. Mm -hmm. Despair, which is a feeling that one often feels. Yeah. I... With LinkedIn, but also more generally. <laughs> I think one reason we wanted to do a little special episode uh, was because um, folks folks are bummed. Folks are bummed. They've been thinking about not only this year, but this past decade, and it's not good. I mean, it hasn't been. We haven't made a lot of progress, I feel like. Well, I tried to call out. 
Yeah, the, I tried to call out on Twitter yesterday or the day before, like the two good instances of progress that I could think of, which were like, we have LED bulbs now and our glasses are not dumb shapes, which are kind of low bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of racking my brain and I was like, well, yeah, I don't know. But I think yeah. that, you know, particularly um, people who are really dialed, dialed into the the politics world um and for our listeners in the united kingdom mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh that you know there's what's guanin <laughs> what's guanin lads <laughs> there, there's just like um it's been totally un Peng. the yeah. the 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 defeat of jeremy corbyn and labor you know yeah. led by him was pretty rough on people because there was a lot of hope that they could pull this, it off. This time might have been different. Yeah. But and, uh, uh, it was not, unfortunately. Sadly, Joris Bonson is now yeah. uh, in charge. Alexander Boris DeFeffel Johnson. Wait, is that real? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, look it up. <laughs> what kind of a name is DeFeffel? Uh, well, let's see. When you're born uh, into an upper class family, got, you get a stupid French in middle the back. name. De in the <laughs> what is that? It's Defeffel. 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 Oh, what? But yeah, uh, so he's in control now, and he is a uh, doofus face, uh, for lack of that's a technical term. Um, and he's going to take them out of the EU, which is a bit like shooting yourself in both of your feet. Uh, and yeah, um, you know, well, especially the gonna... way he's going to do it. Right. Cause he's just gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna try to do, try to do that cool thing where like the cool guy blows up the building and he's walking away and he doesn't flinch. Right. Like he's going to blow up the building and be too close and catch himself on fire and then run into a wood lot and catch the whole wood lot on fire, which gets exactly. the whole town on fire. So, right. And then, you know, I people are going to die and be harmed because of his policies. They're probably going to, you know, neuter the NHS even further if they don't just try to, like, privatize it entirely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not a great time. Um, it's not. And, I and you like... know, I, I, I'm not taking this moment to feel any sort of uh, justice at uh, all of the <clears throat> people from the UK who mocked Americans for voting for Trump because they basically have done the same thing. I'm not going to revel in that. Right. I'm not going to feel any sort of comeuppance. So no, just want that to be noted. Yeah. Peng. But uh, <laughs> maybe I'm going to keep it. Maybe I'm going to keep it. <laughs> is it growing on you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the, but the thing is, uh, being in the, on, on the online communities, in the, on the posting places, You've right. sort of been able to watch people just kind of feel this terrible distress. Right. And this sort of what I would describe as despair, mm -hmm. um, which is um, I understand. Like, now, how I, would you uh, Webster's Dictionary? Yeah. Defines despair as. <laughs> it's well, a, it, I mean, we should establish our terms first. Yeah. It's a complete loss or absence of hope. So, right. So when I think of despair, I'm, I think of like, well, kind of how I felt this morning where I, I really needed to be packing, but I simply could not get off the couch. 
<laughs> like I did not have the energy or motivation to do anything. So this would be, you know, despair in this case would be to look at the results of like the UK election and just decide that uh, it's just not worthwhile to do any sort of politics anymore. Uh, and yeah, you're going to check no out from it. it. You just check out and give up. And I think it's also, there's a, there's a sort of, <clears throat> there's a sort of usefulness to checking out temporarily. You know what I mean? Right. Saying yeah. like, I'm I mean, taking I'm not, a mental health break right now. <laughs> I'm not suggesting you need to be plugged in 100% of the time. <laughs> yeah. That would be very bad. Don't uh, normalize this. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, you're, you're allowed to, to, ha well, I'm not even going to say you're, I'm not the one that gets to decide this mental health breaks are good and you should take them. Yeah, you definitely should. Um, uh, I mean, heaven knows I have, but I, I definitely, mean, that, I mean, I mean, we're honestly, we're recording this during a mental health break for our, <laughs> our podcast. So. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, so what I would just say is that I also think it's important that you don't relinquish all your hope and consign yourself to like giving up uh right that it's very important not to because that is truly the only way that they can ultimately win against right you. is that's, for you to just stop fighting entirely that's the ultimate defeat and 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 uh and it sucks to say you have to keep fighting you yeah. know, it, it, it's not fair or just right. That things it, should be that way. Exactly. It's incredibly uh, unjust that we have to keep fighting and none of us have the energy for it. Uh, but it's, you know, it's the way it is. Um, and yeah, it, it's not really fair until we win. And one of the but, one of the uh, thoughts that I've had recently it, it is that it's it's very hard for us to see ourselves within history. Mm -hmm. You can always look back at people in historical moments, and especially the the episode that we did on the Berlin Wall kind of made me start thinking about this. That everyone who is participating in all of the things that led to the fall of the Berlin Wall and you know the reunification of Germany. Mm -hmm. Did they think of themselves as participating in momentous uh, historical events, or were they just living their lives? Right. And, See, that's and, the thing is, I don't think you know that you're in a historical moment until it's pretty much already happened. And I also think it's dangerous for you to live your life thinking everything you do is a historical moment because those people are the worst, right? The, the people who are always like, how will history think about what sandwich I chose today? <laughs> <laughs> a fortuitous decision of whether I get pastrami or turkey. <laughs> it's just, you know, but I do think it's important to ask yourself the question, if I were looking at this from a historical outside perspective, do my current priorities match up with that? I.e., I'm worried about a lot of like day to day things. I'm worried about my bills. I'm worried about dinner. I'm worried, you know, all of these kinds of things. But in 50 years, when we look back at this, is this going to be like people looking back at Germany in the 1930s? And do right. and, and and is it really important for people in Germany in the 1930s to be thinking about, hmm, you know, I need to really figure out my lunch game or right. should they be like, how do we stop the Nazis? 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, th that's a thought that I've been having a lot lately about really trying to think about my priorities and trying to think about like, uh, what things I should probably stop worrying about and what things I should probably be more concerned about mm -hmm. and not to go overboard, you know, cause right. it's just not, it's not good for your mental health. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah there's only so life. much. Yeah. It's just, but, but I think it is a good thing to think about. And so I think, I think that motivates you to actually find the things that you can do as a person, as an mm. individual, um, or in whatever position that you are. So I think that's right. kind of what we wanted to talk about is like, what do you do in light of this sort of like despair in, in, in light of like these kind of defeats? Because the truth is that if you're like a, a progressive or leftward or just like a person who like wants a better world, um, you're going to deal with defeats. <laughs> like, yeah, that's just going to happen. You know what I mean? Uh, reactionaries are going to pull things back. That's what they're there to do. Mm -hmm. So the question is, what do you do about it? So Andrew, give us all the answers. What are you going to do about it? Oh, uh, just, uh, hmm. uh, well, I think clearly the first thing that you do is you bet all of your uh, eggs on a single election and assume yes. that it will all change yes. as a result of a single election. <laughs> yeah put put all of your put all of your eggs in one single electoral basket yep <laughs> if we just win this one things will immediately be different yeah because if you remember the precedent for that is that we uh we did that with obama right we and got obama elected we, and now uh, everything's better and different we didn't have to worry about anything ever again and it was great yeah. Mm -hmm. so <laughs> no i this is yeah i mean the thing we want to emphasize is that this is a a long i mean it's been a long struggle it will continue to be a long struggle uh yeah so you know the, you it it's about apportioning your energy um you know and finding the, the things that you are skilled at doing the things that the ways figuring out the ways in which you can help and helping with those things to the extent that you can. Yeah. I think that's really important. I think that's why we do this show, right? One of the reasons that we do this show is because we have a uh, podcasting equipment, right? Um, we have enough familiarity with how to do a podcast that mm -hmm. we can, that we can sort of, put these thoughts and these ideas out there to try to influence people, right? That's what we're trying to do. We're trying right. to create an audience and influence that audience. And we're trying to, to help people. I think one of the main goals of our, of our show is to help people not feel alone, not feel like they're crazy. Right. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah, our guiding, uh, or, you know, one of the things that we like to emphasize on this show is that uh, you aren't crazy. Things are messed up. Um, yeah. There are things that you can do about them or there are reasons for that that are sort of, you know, um, it's not your fault, I guess. Yeah. And we, we want to like empower one. Of, I mean, we have these reminders that we, we put at the top of our show. They're kind of corny and stupid. And they range from anything as dumb as like making sure that at least once in the episode we say we say you hate to see it we love it or was that anything which we've done so yeah. <laughs> you can check that check that off 
but the other thing is like kind of corny, but it's like empower imagination. Like we want, we want you to come away from the show, like having some imagination about things and some, some actual examples of direct action of things that you can actually do. Yeah. And the thing that I've, I think been trying to get better at since we started doing the show is just trying to imagine uh, more um, and, and imagine that, you know, things can be different. We can live in a better world. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people, I, you know, I think there are a lot of, I guess I, I saw this yesterday. There's, um, I, there was a Nate Silver tweet that was just like, um, talking about he's like well the, you know um something about i forget what it was but it was basically dismissing that medicare for all whatever passed the senate and it's like you have to imagine and and hope for and then work towards a world where that isn't just a foregone conclusion right and so yeah. you know it's like it's like well that's not necessarily true nate and it's like well you know well why not how are you going to get votes in the senate or whatever it's like well the whole point is like movement building you know, and yeah. mobilizing enough people to, you know, harangue their senators to be like, uh, no, we actually want this. I mean, that's <laughs> the like list. That. That, that's the list yeah. that you always go through. Like, no, like, I mean, this is the Bernie Sanders stump speech is the no change happens from the top down. It always is from the bottom up and it always it, it nothing changes until the people demand it. And that's what right. you have to do. You're, you're in, if you're thinking, well, how's this going to happen? Because the Senate, as it's currently configured, isn't going to let it happen. Well, how did how did women get voting rights? How did right. yeah. <laughs> the rights movement successes happen? I mean, all these things happen because of pressure from mass mobilization. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and, and I have I have friends at work. I have coworkers who who sort of ask me this, too. They're like, you know, they'll pose something. And I'll be like, oh, it doesn't have to be that way. And they'll be like, how can that be? And I'm, I just have to, they, they can't, they honestly can't conceive of it. And I just have to tell them, I just have to say like, look, I'm operating on like a different level here, guys. Where like, <laughs> we can choose to move past that. I mean, my whole thing is that we can choose not to have the problems that we have. We, we right. literally can choose to do that. It's yeah. just a matter of getting enough people to sort of choose to do that. Like we don't have to, we we can choose to solve the problem of gun violence, you know, in schools and to solve the problems of school shootings. We yeah. absolutely can do that. You just have to get enough people to believe and and that it can happen and to demand that it should happen because it should be a reality. That's mm -hmm. that's the thing is that despair is this complete loss or absence of hope. But having an imagination <laughs> right is hope because literally hope is just a uh a, an expectation of of things that can happen or a feeling of, of trust <laughs> you know and so like really the ultimate antidote for that despair is to actually have an imagination to imagine a better world right and, to and that's actually that's actually the kind of competing perspective i want to offer i i see that there's a lot of problems in the world and i understand why people are despairing but for me i see a sort of fertile ground because i see that there are lots of people that are recognizing more and more every day that things are messed up and that things have to change and that we can't just you know hobble along as we've been doing i think there is uh probably greater opportunities than we've had in the past you know several decades i would say to yeah, we, try and 
make fundamental changes to we have you know. so many amazing tools to do it too like this is this podcast is an example of that right we we have this tool to be able to, to i'm sitting in a bathrobe in my house <laughs> 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 talking to somebody you know i'm in california talking to somebody in michigan and mm-hmm. we're we're gonna be downloaded by people in you know australia and and england and uh Denmark you know like and they're going to listen to this and then we'll have some sort of influence on, right. on how they think about things and we could maybe persuade them in yeah. a in a direction that we think is productive or at least give them some sort of hope um and so i right. think that's that's a useful thing find find where you can apply an imagination and an expectation that the world can be better that the status quo is not impenetrable that it's not unchanging yeah for Um, me it's just thinking like you know is this actually something that we have to accept like is there some actual immovable reason physical law or something that this cannot be changed and of course when you think about things like healthcare or gun violence you can immediately look at other countries that do not have these problems and realize that uh plainly it's not something we're just stuck with you know so right and even people that go like, well, it's in the Constitution. It's like, well, here's the thing about the Constitution. It can be amended. Uh, you know, we've done that before. <laughs> it's and a, they go, but they go, well, that's hard. And it's like, yes, it's hard, but it's not impossible. Liberalism. <laughs> it's a changing document, bro. Right. It's a living document. The thing. I mean, well, and if I can get even more radical for a moment, uh, laws (laughs) Uh only matter. Uh (laughs) Laws only matter so long as people, you know, choose to like follow them. Because I mean, like, basically, before the Constitution, there was the Articles of Confederation, um, which did not have any provision for it, like being removed or whatever. But it's not in force anymore because we all just agree that it's not in force. So, you know, that's also a thing. Well, that's also kind of scary because it means the opposite could happen too. So, like, well, the, true. The, <clears throat> we we have so much faith in like, well, that's against the rules, and that's something that I've noticed too going on lately with how uh, liberals are trying to counter fascism. Is that by pointing towards the rules? By pointing towards the rules and be like, guys, you can't do that. Yeah. And, and then they're they, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to the rules. And then they're like, I can assure you they do not care. <laughs> and then they just scream at the ref. Right. And the ref's like, oh, I'm actually one of them. Sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, what they're doing seems totally fine to me. So, yeah, I'm yeah, actually just against the rewriting rules. the like, rules. It's like, yeah, uh, but I don't care. So. <laughs> and 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 that's why that's the wrong tack, like banking on all, all the structure and the rules to save you is i mean it's not gonna work like all of this is based off of what the people accept and so you can change that i mean that's the thing people even try and say you know like oh well even if medicare for all did get passed it would be overturned in the courts and it's like not if there would be massive like public uproar for that sort of thing I mean, right. you know, ultimately, the government is responsible to the people, even the even the judges who are nominally like unelected, you know, do sort of have to care. <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's we've seen how that happened in the civil rights movement, in the gay rights movement. And like to pretend that 
the popular will does not influence things is asinine. Like it, it is I, the I thing. I suppose <laughs> it comes down as to whether you truly believe in democracy or not. Right. And there are a lot of people who don't, and uh, I don't know what you can do for those people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to me, democracy is the only moral way to run things. Yeah. It's the only ethical way to run a society because you it's it, it's it's all about you have to have the consent of the people now i do want to say you are disagreeing strongly uh with the viewpoints of the liberty hangout organization which came out strongly this week against a democracy right uh, <coughs> which uh, we talked oh, about oh, a little bit yeah we talked a little bit about that and i said that it, you know it is kind of refreshing when uh these right-wing organizations sort of take the mask off for a moment because they reveal that they are actually as bad as we think they are. I've been uh, saying they're this out here tweeting, tweeting a uh, democracy is by far the worst form of government. Imagine thinking it's a good idea to let a mob rule anything. And it's like that. Okay. Thank you for telling me exactly what you are. Like now I know now, now I, know. I have confirmation. Yeah. Now you know that this is not uh, a good, good nature disagreement of, you know, right. how to I mean, do they, things. This is fundamental said, differences. They also said voting isn't a human right. Uh, voting rights should be limited to property owners and net taxpayers who can pass an IQ test. And I would simply say that uh, none of the people who wrote that tweet would pass the IQ test that they're proposing. <laughs> um, so good luck is, to you. This is the thing that I've been saying for a long time. And, and, I, and, I, and I can tell that people like didn't really believe me. But I'd always tell my like liberal leftward friends, like <clears throat> if you can get a, a like average republican to to like have an honest conversation with you and you can really ask them the question about like do you believe in democracy they don't right and that's like yeah. a that's like a fundamental difference that goes unspoken and unexplained and it's just never put out there but like i mean that's a big deal. <laughs> right. I, I mean, we've even, yeah, I mean, their whole strategy has been voter suppression because they just don't think that certain people should be allowed to vote. And the only way you counter that is by increasing the number of people who go out and vote. So don't put all your eggs in the electoralism basket, but, um, but you also gotta, don't ignore you it. Either. Actually participate. Like, <laughs> yeah, you've got to get people out there. And you've got to give them something to vote for. Right. Which which is less than just, oh, here's our candidate. You gotta you gotta create a movement that is going to impose its will on the candidates. Right. I yesterday I I mean ha had the privilege of going to a um Bernie Sanders rally. Uh-huh. Very good, was, very good. Yes, it was very cool to see Brother Bernard. My in, man in a uh, Merino Valley, which you, most of our listeners are probably like, what is a, what is a Merino Valley? Yeah. It is in the California inland empire, which is like, um, I would say I, I, I've always referred to it as the Detroit of California. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, if you think of it economically, culturally mm -hmm. kind of a, like, you know, there's a lot of like people of color, <laughs> there's a right. lot of immigrants, Frequently a lot ridiculed of, and regarded as sort of a you know dirt, like, dirt place, just right, yeah. <laughs> like a, a a yeah, but so, actually full of lots of people who are just working hard to yeah, just know, a lot survive. of working class good people. Um, so 
<laughs> yeah, I remember someone, <laughs> one of my friends saying like, oh yeah, we always just call the Inland Empire the dirt people. <laughs> great, <laughs> cool. great, great. <laughs> I, I mean, I see where you're coming from, but. <laughs> right, really, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so <clears throat> the fact that a presidential candidate came and visited this region, which none of them have, right. was kind of a big deal. But yeah, the he's coolest... the he's the first one, right? And right. probably will continue to be the only one if I'm gonna yeah, get for, for a long time, probably. Yeah. Um but what was well, cool... there's no wine caves out there. So. <laughs> what was cool is to see all of the um activist groups who showed up mm-hmm. who are people who have been pushing for the policies that, that are on his presidential platform for years you know you see all these climate justice movements and they came and they endorsed him um but also you know they had been pushing him right i mean you know those are the people who are really getting things done and and right you know moving the needle as it were or the overton window as is popular to say right And, and even if you have someone like bernie sanders who's always been you know uh, I just, I just want to say, I'm not things. sure how you move a window because they tend to be solidly mounted. But sure, <laughs> you expand the window. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just put a new wall in. I don't know. That just seems like a lot of work. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a complicated extended metaphor. In order to move the window, we have to demolish the wall. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's one of those kind of windows, yeah. but the but like even someone who's like uh, Bernie Sanders, who's always supported, you know these sorts of things, these progressive things, mm-hmm. it, it's not like he's just going to out of thin air, pick all of these different specific policies to champion without someone coming to him and being like, Hey, I know that you care about the environment that you understand climate change. There's an issue with, uh, all of these Amazon fulfillment centers and warehouses polluting our neighborhoods specifically that's what's going on in the inland empire i it, it was it's every time i go we <laughs> i live in the desert on the other side of creating the lots of good paying asterisk job uh, <laughs> yeah so i live on the other side there's like a mountain range between me and this inland valley i'm mm-hmm. in the desert and we refer to going there as going down the hill so anytime i go down the hill to to that area right uh, i'm always surprised it's like there's a new warehouse yeah <clears throat> and the and the road is like you know a certain percentage more semi trucks you know that's that's kind speeding. of similar to out here too it's like it's that's just that's where the jobs are now is at these like yeah. distribution centers but they just the pollution like the air quality has gotten so bad it's it's almost as bad as back in like the early 90s the like the late 80s early 90s before the mm pollution standards really like took hold and the air finally started right. getting cleaned up and it's i mean you know it, it's not great but you see that there's these people who are involved in these movements and they are influencing things and so i think getting involved at that level is important it is and yeah so that's i mean that's a thing that i have on my to-do list for like january is to try and figure out an organization or campaign that I connect with yeah. and can get involved in. Uh, and, and my my it's advice, hard. It'll be it'll be a good journey for me because it's it's hard for it's me. It's scary. Uh, it's scary. You got to work with right. a bunch of strangers. It's going to ask for your time when you're already exhausted. 
Yeah. Mm. And I've always been like my political pr- participation in the past, like before 2016, was mostly limited to like voting in the election and like occasionally having an opinion on something. So, you know, it's just it's a lot to dive into, but mm-hmm. I'm going to try it. So I, I hope that everyone else tries it yeah. as well. Report back. It'll be interesting to follow your. Uh, yeah journey as far as that goes my my advice to you is that you know i put I'll down come, here I'll, I'll be coming back i'll be like aaron i'm a member of tp usa now <laughs> i don't know how it happened no! <laughs> you're gonna come back and you're just gonna be like uh my answer is something called science right <laughs> exactly the the thing that i would just i put down here a little facetious list of things you should look for um you know, finding a can like a candidate to support. You got to look mm-hmm. for someone who's who's building a grassroots movement, someone mm-hmm. who's who's actually training people in their movement how to organize. Uh, right, not uh, just like how to not just, campaign, but how to organize. Yeah, not just show up and vote for me and tell people to vote for me, but like, here's how you're there, gonna. Organize there's a difference between do. getting out the vote and actually organizing people. Which is, yeah. I think, what we're trying to emphasize here. Someone, someone who in their campaign models organizing, mm-hmm. and then someone who who joins you, and 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 somebody who uses their campaign to like help in other sectors. So, for instance, they'll they'll use their campaign resources to help like a labor movement, or they'll use their campaign resources to help a an immigration uh, movement or or an environment like. They're not just trying to get out of the vote. They're right. trying to like build a movement, a movement. <laughs> to move things forward, regardless of whether they win or not. Yeah. But now the, it is, of course, unfortunate that there is no such candidate that I can think of. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> there's nobody doing that. Um, well, I mean, there is one. Ugh, I hate to mention it. Um, you know, it's a pretty radical, I, you know, there's, there's, I, he's never covered on the news and there's probably a good reason for that. Mm, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, there's probably no way he can win, even though he's polling, like in the, even though he has the highest favorability rating <laughs> of any democratic candidate. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, mm. his, his name is Bernie Sanders, but you know, mm-hmm. take that for what you will. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> But, uh, but yes, that's what I it's mean, all about. Right. And and so in closing, I guess, for this holiday special, I just want to say that I think that this is um, like I said before, th- there's fertile ground here because I think there are more and more people realizing that, um, you know, they are barely scraping by and they would like to not be barely scraping by. And uh, they're realizing that, you know, th- things can change. Um, people are waking up, I guess, is, is the way that I would put, I don't know. The problem with these yeah. metaphors is that they, you, had, you, had the, you, you need another wham think. song. You need another I, wham song on there. You need I to do. <laughs> wake me wake up. Me up. <laughs> <laughs> we got to add that one to the soundboard. But, um, you know, it's an exciting time. We have, um, I guess I just think of the, the quote from uh, U.S. Marine Chesty Pooler from the Korean War where he was surrounded by all sides. And he said, uh, you know, we're surrounded. This simplifies things. 
Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh yeah, we, we know where, like it's increasingly clear what problems we need to solve and how we can solve them. Uh, and I think it's increasingly clear to uh, people, other people as well. And so we can use that to our advantage. Um, you know, the thing I think too, is that the more that, you know, um, like Republicans or conservatives or whatever, you know, try to prevent any change from happening at all, the more inevitable it ultimately becomes, uh, because you just can't be inflexible for that long. And, you know, I draw parallels again to like 1989, where that's basically exactly what happened. Eventually there, hand was forced and they had to make reforms so uh, so be ready for it you know right yeah i think that's a good note to end on yeah you know uh, tighten your belts um get your gloves on whatever other metaphors pull yourself up by your own bootstraps i have no idea what i'm doing i was not prepared for this i'm trying and i'm learning Thank you for your patience There's so many mistakes I have already made But I'm working to be better day by day And I think I'm gonna make it But for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what I'm doing